What is going on, Ty? How you doing, man? I am doing excellent as per usual. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, breadheads. Thank <laughs> God it's Friday. There's um have you seen that like clip on YouTube where it's like every episode of Friends played at the same time? <laughs> and it's like I yeah, no. Kind of like nice. Like all the episodes are like kind of templated, right? I feel like mm-hmm. our Friday has the same energy every single week. Yeah, I feel like we always have like a little bit of a slow start. Like it's a cold morning and we're still revving the engines, despite you and I speaking for like 45 minutes before we turn on the microphone. We're always like moving a little slow as we find our footing at the beginning of the episode. That's a real friendship right there, Ty. If we can talk outside of recording hours, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good sign. I don't think many podcasts can do that. Dude, as far Jamie as co-hosts. And Joe Rogan, <laughs> do Jamie and Joe Rogan talk or hang out ever? <laughs> yeah, or dude. is it strictly business? I bet you Joe is like, James, like, you want to grab lunch? And then Joe's like, I'm good. <laughs> Why don't you go look up some options for us? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, fuck. Well, Jamie, you going to get the bill this time or what? Like, I, I feel like Joe only Dude, pays. 100% is just Joe. Well, it has to be. He's got the bags. I guess he's <laughs> exactly. kind of the boss. That's true. But also, like, if you're getting, like, 300 million from Spotify, like, I'm not paying for your lunch. <laughs> There's no way. You don't mm-hmm. deserve it. <laughs> wow, that's a really good point. So, yeah, we're more than co-hosts. We're, we're, we're beyond work friends at this point, I think. <laughs> totally. Ty, I have to tell you about my lunch today. Okay, this is kind of like a random story, but... Wait, wh- why didn't you invite me for lunch? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I didn't just, want to have to I'm... foot the bill again. Oh, whatever. Foot long that bill. <laughs> <laughs> that is true we never really ever buy each other footlongs which is kind of how i like it <laughs> you know mm-hmm. <laughs> just split I, it. I agree you shouldn't yeah. be buying another man a footlong like he if he can <laughs> he should be able to pay for it himself exactly exactly um fellas is it gay to buy your homie a footlong <laughs> just the foot anyways i kind of had a footlong today ty it was kind of like a six inch but it was actually the closest thing at Subway that resembles what I ate today was a six inch seafood medley. <laughs> Interesting. And is this a homemade thing or is this a store store bought? Store bought tie. Turns out within walking distance of my house, there is a seafood supplier or like a wholesaler. Mm. And uh, turns out they have a small patio with two seats that you can order like a little lobster roll and sit on the patio. So I did that today. Dude, I think I know the seafood wholesaler you're talking about. And that's so sketchy to go there for lunch. It's like a warehouse in the back of an empty parking lot. So you're just like eating a lobster in a parking lot. (laughs) It's next door to like a doggy training center. (laughs) But dude, this place rocks. And you're right. Like it's definitely designed to be a warehouse and not like anything customer facing but Mm -hmm. that's kind of what makes it good you know it's like i'm going straight to the source kind of or i guess in this case going straight to the middleman i'm getting some over-the-counter crab over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) sweet like what what even inspired you to be like yes i want to walk through across this parking lot to this warehouse that's kind of dingy looking because i feel like they're gonna have seafood that i want to (laughs) eat well (laughs) okay it's when you phrase it that way, it sounds a little crazy, but 
I was on a walk with Bay anyway, right? We were just kind of like strolling around the neighborhood and I saw a sign that said lobster roll. And then there's an arrow pointing to this parking lot. <laughs> Dude, that's the free candy for podcasters. <laughs> it's the yeah, exactly. It's like the do you guys want some sweets? Hop in my van. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's like come come get some content, you know. <laughs> so we saw it. We said like this is too good to pass up. Let's go give it a shot. I'm hungry anyway. I haven't had lunch yet. So let's try this parking lot sando. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and it, was, it, it was it, egregiously it, expensive, yeah. Ty. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, well, you really shouldn't be eating lobster for lunch, you know? Like, lunch foods are supposed to be cheap, you know? A cheeseburger, a, uh, a foot long sandwich, a, a, a bowl of lettuce. But you're eating, like, Dude. our artisanal East Coast clawfish. That is true. <laughs> Everyone outside of North America is like, did this guy just use cheeseburger as the first thing he said for like ideal lunch foods? That's insane. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, sorry, I meant like a beet and goat cheese salad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Or just like everywhere else in the world, like some bread and like a piece of salami. <laughs> Is that what they eat outside California? I don't I don't know <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But maybe okay, so I guess seafood is more common in like Mediterranean areas, places by the sea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having lobster for lunch shouldn't be that crazy. We we could try to like decriminalize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay, anyways, I got this lobster roll, right? $20. And twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's like three foot longs. I know it's three foot longs, and um, there was no, there's no escaping it. I, I walked up, no prices anywhere to be seen until I saw the bill, and that just like that time I was paying twenty dollars for a single lobster roll. But I gotta say, it was the most luxurious lobster roll I've ever eaten in my life. It was mm. so good, huge chunks. <sighs> And how how do they dress that puppy up? Well, I didn't really inspect it, but there was one move that was really innovative. And I think Subway could have maybe even adopt it. This is why I bring it up in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. So, Ty, th- I, actually, this might be even better for a hot dog because <laughs> it's kind of it takes the shape of a hot dog. But imagine like a hot dog bun, right? Like a normal roll. They put a long leaf of lettuce as like a protective shield between the lobster and the bread. So it never oh, got soggy. Interesting. Yeah, a, a it looked like extra. a taco. <laughs> looked like a taco was placed inside of a hot dog bun. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah, it was like a perfect like serving tray for my my lobster. That makes a lot of sense. So I do this at home when I'm making a sandwich. I'll always layer what? my well, okay, not quite like that, but there's there's a philosophy in here that I'm I guess I reference, which is using okay. your greens to keep the wets away from the dries. Uh, you kind of, okay. And like Subway does this to some extent because but actually not really, because the first thing they always layer is the lettuce, and that's like your sandwich insulation. That's like your best <laughs> chance at keeping that sauce away from the bread. Yeah, that is true, Ty. They should totally move the sauce section 
before the veggies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it goes meat, sauce, veggies instead of meat, veggie, sauce. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Because now your sauce is immediately getting absorbed by the bread. It would be really nice to have like, it's kind of like a like stuffed crust, you know, if you got the sauce in the very middle and it just squirts out on the bite. That's like <laughs> nice, you know? It is nice. Yeah, you're right. I was really impressed with it because not once did the hot buttery roll feel soggy or mm-hmm. like wet even from the lobster juices. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. just all very much two separate things and it was almost like dipping a nice cracker into like some salsa you know what i mean or like a chip in some salsa perfect mm-hmm. like level of sogginess which is zero yeah yeah i can see that 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 does sound tempting but i do have a little hesitancy here and that is something about the big lettuce leaf freaks me out a bit it's <laughs> it's just not processed enough like i worry (laughs) that maybe it was not expected for insects like if there was a Mm. stack of lettuce leaves at subway i wouldn't trust that i'm like no one's looked over that and no one's going to (laughs) look over it when it's placed in my sandwich but there's a sense with the shreddest that at least it went through some sort of post-production which Mm -hmm. maybe cleansed it in some way right so you're hoping that like the shredding process at subway also eliminates a few bugs here and there right or maybe some yeah, they, foreign objects. Yeah, the, per, perhaps the, like part of it, the like the manufacturing experience of the lettuce is they run it through a few like UV lights and washing stages, get some suds on there. You think they're doing all that at Subway? I would hope so. I mean, I know there's got to be some sort of like dousing and chemicals just so they can keep it fresh longer. I think there's always an assumption that there's like <laughs> a, like like almost like post picking pesticides. There's a tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) Post picking pesticide process. And preservatives. And preservatives. Yeah, dude. What do you know about our pick process and preserve process? (laughs) But dude, I can tell you if it's one big ass leaf of lettuce, it's probably you're that's a that's a raw dog right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. But also I think I trust like a seafood restaurant to do lettuce better than sandwich place, right? <laughs> like, like it's more of a ingredient that goes in a sandwich, but like in a seafood restaurant or a seafood wholesaler, you're cleaning fish all day, right? Presumably, like mm. you're cutting, you're cutting up a salmon and putting it into fillets, freezing them. Maybe uh, you're taking the lobster and you're sorting it out, right? So I imagine mm-hmm. like the skill sets there and it's probably second nature to them to just run some water on the lettuce, <laughs> you know, the bare minimum. Yes, you're right. They probably have good practice in place, but what they're missing is like sector expertise because they're, they, they're masters of waterworks. They're not, <laughs> they're not soil heads. They're not, mm. they're not land pilled, you know, they're, they're swimmers. They're, they're boaters. <laughs> That's right. They're they're uh, not dirty dans. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Ty. I don't know if it matters. I'll be honest. <laughs> what, what's important is it tastes anywhere good. in anywhere in Canada, Ty. I'm happy to consume lettuce. My stomach's seen much more uh, like dangerous lettuce in the past, mm-hmm. so I'm happy to give it a shot. You know. Um, but there's one more thing that I want to talk about at this place. You're familiar with the concept of a prawn cocktail, right? I'm familiar. 
<laughs> this place had a prawn shot. Really? I, I, was it a, just a Lucy on the rim of a small glass? Exactly, Ty. A little shot glass filled with prawn cocktail sauce with a beautiful jumbo prawn just kind of dangling over the edge for $2 mm. only. That's that's a good price, dude. That is when I say we're doing shots. That's what I mean. I want us to be <laughs> slurping back the the cocktail sauce. Mm-hmm. And it felt like um, you know at a bar sometimes the bartender will just give you a free shot. Maybe mm-hmm. you know if you're a, a good guy, will just sauce you a free shot. The mm-hmm. nice young lady at the seafood place give me a free shot of prawn. <laughs> no way. Yeah. There you go. Wow. What a treat. A little. A little the the lunch equivalent of some Jameson, really nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the uh, prawn cocktail theme of this show continues, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cool because you're doing Dry January, and she didn't even know that, but she hooked you up with not just a cocktail but a shot too on the house. Yeah, I know, that's pretty amazing. I've been drinking a lot wow. of prawn cocktails. <laughs> Eric then just hits the one liter bottle of San Pellegrino (laughs) sparkling straight from the the neck. (laughs) He's necking the whole bottle. Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Uh, You're a a holic. Get a glass. Nah, too many things to hold, Ty. I'm holding this big black mic. (laughs) I can't can't hold a bottle and and a glass now. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. What's happening in Subway, Eric? I'll tell you what's happening. Subway is the victim of a data breach this week. Poor <laughs> Pretty Subway, exciting man. They, can't, they really just can't catch a break. <laughs> they literally can't. Like all, like, all the Subway news this month is like <laughs> Subway has been added to the list of war criminals in Ukraine <laughs> and also data breach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, why was the Subway CEO on the Epstein flight manifest? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's sweep that one under the toaster. But kick the the black olive under the line once again. (laughs) Don't follow these. Don't follow these breadcrumbs. Okay, so what here's what happened. A major hacking organization called Lockbit said that they allegedly stole basically every data point about the company's finances, including franchise royalty payments, employee salaries, commissions, restaurant turnovers, et cetera, Mm. et cetera. And now they're holding this data ransom to Subway (laughs) for a couple, 10, maybe 10, 20 million. We'll probably get the data back allegedly. Yeah. Subway's just got a rough time. No wonder they can't make their sandwiches better. They're taking shots from all sides all the time. Hmm. This is strange, Ty, because like, what kind of data analyst turned criminal thinks that this data is worth ten million? <laughs> you know, nobody cares. That's what the only people that care about this data is Subway itself. Like, not a single person is batting an eye at this. Yeah, but also like, I don't think Subway should care. You know what I mean? Like, like I assume Subway maintained access to their own data. Right. Or is like, are they threatening to like release this data to the public? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably throw it on the dark web or sell it to, uh, I don't know, a bad actor. 
It's like, oh, wow, I can't wait to find out that my local sandwich artist makes minimum wage. It's like, who fucking cares? It's like, we know. <laughs> Dude, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like the franchise royalty payments are like listed publicly on their website. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with this. Oh, I Dude, see. There must, there must be some more information here. There must be some like incriminating emails between their C-suite and their executive assistants. You know? That's what I'm saying. It's like, why'd you make 18 payments to Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> like we yeah. need to know why there's an e-transfer between you and harvey weinstein <laughs> yeah they didn't mention the venmo payment history but we were piecing two to two together here exactly the most interesting part about this is two things one subway is pretending nothing happened they are not addressing it yet uh they're acting like there was no leak and i think that's a classic subway move to deny 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 like the tuna isn't fake. The chicken isn't fake. There's no plastic in the bread. This is the classic Subway mm-hmm. playbook here. Mm-hmm. So, but they're kind of flipping the script on us because they were claiming that all their food is authentic, but now they're saying that the emails are inauthentic. What's, what's the real story here, guys? Come on. Yeah, can't forget about the emails. <laughs> I don't know. They, Subway cannot be trusted. Damn, dude. Well, okay, the second, actually, do you no. think, what do you think they're hiding, Ty, first of all? Because, like, if it is something to do with communications, they, I would hate for, you know, if I was somebody who was hi- allegedly trying to hide the fake tuna <laughs> at Subway, you know what I mean? If I was somebody trying to bury the story, I hypothetically wouldn't want someone to see my emails. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> hypothetically. Hy- very hypothetically, you know? So, yeah. Like, are they hiding the real truth behind the subway bread? Perhaps. I I don't know, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like a really bright subway employee, if you were actively participating in a cover up, you'd think you would delete the emails that are related to said cover up after communicating, or maybe use a burner phone. I don't know. Like, mm. don't don't use your corporate address at subway.com. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's like the last email that the CEO sent said, email me on my personal email, please. (laughs) Shit, we're taking this offline. We're taking this one offline. Like, I feel like every fast food chain has to have a cover up of some sort. If it isn't, if it's not like the executives going to Epstein's Island, it's probably like a human labor law violation (laughs) or like maybe they are yeah mi- misrepresenting their ingredients there's some genetically modified things we didn't know about mm-hmm. perhaps a few cases least. of poisoning that have been shoved under the rug <laughs> <laughs> at the very least ty they're being disingenuous with the health impacts of their food <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. something we can all agree on you know what i mean like coca-cola is not telling people that it's going to give them diabetes right there's yeah coca-cola doesn't want to talk about the d word (laughs) (laughs) and that word is diet (laughs) Uh, wow you're so right though like this is kind of the funny thing is no company is transparent about what's actually going on so to not even think fresh like we'll never reveal our listener count but it is higher than you think (laughs) yeah it's not good for any company's top line to be fully honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the art of selling. You got to only share the information that the customer wants to hear. And that is that yeah. it's tasty, yummy, and quick. Mm-hmm. Or big, yeah, meaty, tasty all- in our case. <laughs> <laughs> 
dude, <laughs> like I feel like if you're a brand in 2024, you have to kind of like act like a like a silverback gorilla, you know, like on your financial <laughs> reports, you're like, we're the fucking alpha best company. Future's looking bright. Like, hell yeah, dude. Don't read between the lines. Don't another strong the lettuce isn't brown. Exactly. So, yeah, who knows what they're hiding here? But the other interesting thing about this this data breach, Eric, is in the ransomware, like I guess, like announcement. <laughs> they said we, and this is so interesting. We infiltrated their subs, capital S U B S, internal system that includes hundreds of gigabytes of a bunch of different types of data. So Subway has named their internal data system subs. Oh my god. I just think that's so funny. Interesting. What do you think it stands for? I've been I've been Googling it since I learned this <laughs> and I cannot figure it out. So you are the acronym man. And I know if there's mm. one person out there that knows the definition of S U B S subs, it's gonna be you. Oh. So what do you got for us? What do you got, King? Oh fuck. I appreciate you buying me so much time to think of something. Um best I can come up with right now is Somebody understands this BS. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, baby. You heard it here first. You want <laughs> sell that back to Subway. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Just the thought of like Subway having like a corporate culture just kind of drives me nuts. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about people rallying behind Subway's mission statement just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> 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 I thought everyone thought this was a joke. Just us. Oh, wait, you guys aren't in on the joke? Like, you guys are being serious? <laughs> dude, Damn, dude. We've can, gone too I can't far. Im- I can't imagine, like, actually working for Subway. And then, like, you're at, like, your team meeting. All gloves, they call it, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> everyone takes their plastic um, gloves off. Yeah, dude. I heard that they don't report their financial earnings in quarters. They only do halves. Nice inches nice 12 inches yeah, a year yeah, exactly we're this is the six inch review of our financials mm-hmm. aka six month that's pretty cool they're very lucky that their like measurement system aligns with like the mayan calendar yeah dude do you think like americans just like can't separate the two they're like it has to be 12 because 12 is how many months they're on a year and like the mm-hmm. punch card has to have 12 boxes on it mm-hmm <laughs> yeah it would be more american to like have a 12 hour shift than an eight hour shift because they just love that no- that unit of measurement yeah and they are a capitalist bunch hey <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <But> true. Also- <laughs> most people are probably putting that time in already we should just make it official mm-hmm. yeah like what's going on with them man like they got dozen half dozen they got six packs of beer 12 packs of beer like the metric way would be having a 10 pack <laughs> mm-hmm Oh yeah, dude. That's if, a pack. If Britain was still the imperialist power, we'd be getting ten packs of beer. That's so weird. Wow. Like, just structurally, it doesn't make sense. Like two rows of five, that's a long item. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta dude. you gotta fit that into your like basket in a nice way, at least. It would be weird. Like, imagine like you hit the gym every day and you get a five pack of abs. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> Shit. That's one more than I have, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got you're rocking the V four. Exactly the four the Honda four cylinder. Hmm. 
Yeah, dude. Well, with this data breach tie, do you think there is like customer information also leaked? Because I have the app and um, I would like to sign up for a class action if one exists. Oh, yeah. I'm chopping in this class action. I want to get a free <laughs> six inch in three years. Mm-hmm. That would make me so I bet you the payout will be two cookies. Dude, yeah. I mean, that that would be consistent with their rewards program. Like, mm-hmm. remember when we were dabbling in that like years ago, we would get like one point per foot long. And then I don't know how many you needed, like a hundred to buy another foot long. Yeah, you got to eat a lot of inches to get like a dollar's worth of points. It's a terrible system. <laughs> this is why the best way to get free things from restaurants is to sue them. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the conversion ratio is if you transfer those subway points to like Aeroplan or something. <laughs> <It's> like, can, <laughs> you, like, can you fly to Nicaragua <laughs> or something? <laughs> <laughs> On my inches? Dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many inches are in a mile, but you're going to have to eat a lot of footlongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck imagine you it literally was one to one it's like you want to fly an inch you got to eat an inch <laughs> it's a good marketing <laughs> campaign bro you're literally eating your way to turks and caicos that's crazy <laughs> wow that's actually amazing dude yeah your beach your summer bot is not going to be ready for that beach mm-hmm. but i'm also still waiting for my class action from linkedin <laughs> i think my data got sold at on the black market and i'm still waiting for my 15 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> interesting is that why i keep getting phone calls from like random american cities it's like oh, well, shit. chicago needs to talk to me yeah good question because i keep getting those crooked linkedin yeah i'll tie bad news i uh switched my phone plan i mean good and bad news i got a way better deal but I had to give up my visual voicemail, dude. That shit was the best $2 a month I ever was spending at Telus. <laughs> Wait, wh- why do you care? Who has left you a voicemail that you actually need to hear? Like, I haven't left someone a voicemail in a decade. Neither have I. Nor have I received one. Yeah, I receive them constantly because of spam and like random boomers <laughs> who need to call me, uh, like my dentist. But like, the best thing about the visual voicemail was you just like swipe to delete it instead of having to call in to like listen to it and then decide mm. to press seven to delete it. You know, it was like you just swipe and it's like deleting a text. That's pretty nice. That's pretty nice to be able to eliminate it that quickly. Rapid fire. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it's more about the Dude. elimination than the consumption of it. Well, if you want to eliminate something, build a dentist notification app. And then you can just delete voicemail <laughs> altogether. They're the only people dropping voicemails anymore. That is true. And if you don't respond to them, they'll call you again. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. They're so- dentist, <laughs> this actually called me twice and I left them on red both times. And then they texted me. So I was like, wait, you can just text. They literally <laughs> texted me. There. I was like, yeah, I'm like we should have just started with that. I replied immediately when they texted me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they're so thirsty. You know, they're 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 anxious people. Mm. If you, in the in the dentist dental industry, they wanna they wanna really just make sure you're gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like please don't fucking ghost me. Don't don't ghost me. They they they're dealing with some unresolved trauma. You know, they've been burnt too many times in the past by mm-hmm. lesser men than you. Exactly, but I think they just make so much money <laughs> from the government that you not showing up is like. A huge loss you know mm. that one hour time slot like they can be making hundreds of dollars that's true that's some debt on their books if you don't show up exactly interesting um, books tie 
every restaurant we go to gives you a book. You know what I mean? Oh, and that the book, book of book of food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that was a clean transition. That was like the Wendover Productions transition, right? Uh transition. That was right really there. good. Yeah. This is not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. Uh, but the New York Times posted an article where they outlined some trends and and things like that. Pulling open and right now we have well, trends about what? Well, menu trends that define dining right now is the title of the article. They gathered 121 menus from restaurants all over the country. I'm guessing America. Uh, they offer a glimpse <laughs> into the tastes and values of today. So <laughs> I was going to say that, like, of course, only America would not specify the country and just call it the country. But then I remembered this is the New York Times. <laughs> so it's implied. I kind of realized that as well, but it, it didn't surprise me either because like, when a team wins the NBA finals, they're called the world champions. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But it's the National Basketball Association. It's like redundant, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Ty, you read this article already. I do want to mention that there's no mention of sandwiches at all on this menu or on this in this article. How do we feel about that? I mean, <laughs> I feel like sandwiches are a pretty important part of menu culture. <laughs> especially the subway series menu that menu's probably been printed more times than any other menu in north america simply based off of the number of subway locations like it's probably the most wow. co- like commonplace menu isn't that weird you're actually 1000 percent correct about this because like how dare the new york times say that anything is trending and then not mention subway like purely statistically <laughs> yeah. speaking it's the most trending thing in food ever yeah it it's the most popular and most commonplace. <laughs> like it is, it yeah. is the benchmark. It is, yeah. You can't. Nothing can be trending if Subway is simply doing the most. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of messed up that they would snub Subway <laughs> like that. Like I'm actually kind of mad that they wouldn't acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Like here's where most menus are. Mm-hmm. Similarly to um, sandwiches, Thai. There's no mention of soup anywhere. So soup is also not trending. Or it's just not notable enough to include here both things that Subway offers. Dude, I think it's because soup's been downtrending in recent years, uh, just in general. And I got to, I think it's because of Instagram, you know? There's nothing <laughs> less appealing to look at than like a bowl of fluid. Like that just. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you might be right. It doesn't satisfy the pupils. Yeah. I had soup for lunch and dinner yesterday. More on that later. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I was being <pretty laughs> hydrated. I bet. But you're right. Soup doesn't really photograph well. Also, you can't use flash. It's a little too reflective, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you uh, eat too much soup, like what you're doing, people will start to question your net worth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait <laughs> like, a second. Are you doing okay? <laughs> are you poor? <laughs> oh, my God. You know what's funny, Ty? I actually did stand outside in line for an hour in the rain to get the soup. So I am poor. <laughs> dude, that's a that's such a soup kitchen move. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I went to <laughs> uh, you really walked into that one by accident. Fuck, dude. Damn. I made as soon as I made the connection in my head, I was like, damn, I'd really be doing some poor people activities. <laughs> And then the whole time I was like standing there, I was thinking about the Drake line. He's like, 
you the type to stand in some in a line for some free shit or maybe that's 21 savage i'm not sure hmm. uh, but yeah i went to the famous danbo ramen danbo on mm. robson street they actually have a vegan ramen which i didn't know so Ooh, i don't know if you've had it but tap into that yeah and stood outside for like 50 minutes in the rain they offered me an umbrella which is nice that's nice a courtesy umbrella if your lineup is that long is a classy move it really is yeah and then they were like as soon as you walk in there's like a spot for the umbrella for you to drop off and it's like all of them are just like perfectly aligned <laughs> it was like just the most japanese thing i've ever seen like perfectly organized umbrellas all in a row very cool very cool it's pretty funny to go into a soup restaurant no sopping wet already you're like <laughs> <laughs> really getting in the spirit of things <laughs> yeah. yeah dude sometimes you just can't control it man the soup kitchen <laughs> it's i gotta eat you know what i mean you gotta eat yeah you gotta it's gotta drink really yeah um, okay, let's talk through some menu trends. What's happening in 2024 on on the menu? What's on the menu? <laughs> What's on the menu? <laughs> fuck. Well, apparently Caesar salads, <laughs> um, caviar, yuzu, fried chicken, nostalgic desserts, and panna cotta, which for some reason is not a nostalgic dessert. <laughs> Interesting. I feel like yeah. panna cotta was invented in like the like turn of AC to BC. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Um, I actually had panna cotta maybe a week before this uh, article came out. So you could say that mm-hmm. we are, uh, I'm at least ahead of the trend. Nice. Yeah, dude. Well, it's interesting, dude. It's interesting. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I haven't <laughs> seen a lot of caviar on menus lately. And I don't know if it's just like caviar is mm-hmm. becoming more commonplace. Like it's being diluted, a, a diluted luxury. Or mm. I'm just going to nicer places lately. So it's hard to yeah, say. Yeah, maybe you just got your bag up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hmm, I wonder why I'm, caviar is being like in my periphery more I'm lately. Just richer. Yeah, we're, we're just richer, dude. Stop discrediting our podcast like that, you know? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like to see you do that. My bad. But yeah, you're right. I have, I have noticed it as well. The only connection I can draw right now in my mind is like, a lot of airlines performatively serve caviar in first class. Mm. And like, I think like, like churning points, like credit card points is like a, like really popular these days. And so I think more people are like being exposed to this, like menu item on the plane. And so restaurants are reacting to that and like probably introducing it as well. Cause they're like, we can do this. Like we can do it better than air Canada can or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. All trends start at 30,000 feet. Caviar is a great plain food because it's got a high price and a small footprint for the airline. Like you can store a ton of those little containers. Absolutely. High price, small footprint. It's in a tin, so it lasts forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There you go. The perfect. Dude, speaking of tin, we got to talk about the tin fish problem on all these menus. Absolutely. Speak on it, King. So, okay, I have a problem with tinned fish at restaurants. It's like you wouldn't go to a restaurant and be like, can you show me your like cans of legumes and I'll just like cut one open and eat a few beans. Like, (laughs) so why is it all right with fish? Just is it because of like the snazzy branding? It's like they're like putting it more in like the wine category than the other canned pantry dishes. I think it's kind mm. of bogus that a restaurant would try to pass that off as a meal. That's like that's like like 
boy dinner at home meal. Dude, yeah, boy dinner is like cracking a can of sardines and having some those premium plus crackers, like the really dry mm-hmm. ones. <laughs> yeah, wash it down with a Coors Light in your lawn chair in your living room. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with you that it's bullshit because, like, like I can picture like in the dystopian TikTok future, we have like a restaurant that serves like Chef Boyardee or something. Mm-hmm. Like a stupid pop-up restaurant where you like pick what can of soup you want and they'll like put in the like put on the stove for you or something. Yeah, dude. Imagine tipping like 22% because a like server cracked open a can of sardines for you and then like mm-hmm. made you eat it out of the can. <laughs> Unbelievable. Ty, we went to a restaurant together where they have this. <laughs> it's a big part oh, of their menu, have- actually. <laughs> Como Teperia, yeah, dude, they have a whole separate menu just for their tin fish. It's absurd. Yeah, I went there like not long ago, actually, um, because it's like a good place, a good restaurant. But I feel like it's kind of like just been kind of quiet for them lately. Like I haven't seen it on like any like it girls stories. (laughs) So that's how Mm -hmm. I know it's fading. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they have a whole menu of tin fish and I got one and I paid $30 for a tin of octopus whoa and it was really good but like 30 dollars, it just felt like kind of a ripoff i'm like i i was really close to just asking the guy where did you buy this tin i would like to buy my own <laughs> dude that's crazy that you've gotten ripped off by seafood twice in one episode <laughs> i wouldn't say the first one was a ripoff this one does feel like a ripoff because i could have mm. just went to granville island and bought the same exact tin okay I'm I'm gonna give you a theory here. I think tinfish is popular because of the labels. You know, people are like attracted to the novel graphic design that graces mm-hmm. these tins. It feels fresh, and it feels like people are artisanal because of that. And I think that it's this kind of the same thing with natural wine, with the labels, and all of this mm. to me goes back to the death of the bookstore when people used to go in a bookstore and they see all these like eclectic graphic design moments i think they i think humankind craves that and so they're finding it in unorthodox places now the the uh, the human urge to browse a selection of different looking things mm-hmm. i love that observation i think if anything ty this proves that we need to get rid of graphic design as an industry like mm-hmm. graphic design is the source of and graphic designers don't forget them They are the source of a lot of cringe in our world today. Like Mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. from like political infographics to Mm -hmm. natural wine labels to tin fish labels. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. They're they're the people that are like hiking the price up for us normal folk (laughs) podcasters. Dude, (laughs) I never really thought about it, but everything that I have a problem with in society (laughs) is like a derivative problem of graphic design. Yeah. And that's kind of weird. Like even at Subway, I'm like, oh, fuck this stupid ass me- Subway series menu, graphic design. Exactly. It's been over-designed by some intern in Philadelphia, you know? Mm-hmm. The problem yeah, is man. too many too many people have Photoshop on their computer. It's too easy to make mm-hmm. something. We need to make it harder to make things. Like you should have to solve a riddle to be able to open up paint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need to gatekeep the tools of the trade, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can't allow everyone to wield the Photoshop paintbrush. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Uh, you're a Photoshop maestro if you're going to exactly. be doing that. But the thing that the problem is like the problem is actually not the quality of design because some of these tin fish cans are quite striking. They're quite intriguing. They make me wonder what type of flavors would does that color palette represent? But it, it so I, it's high production value. The challenge mm-hmm. is that it it de- never needed to be made in the first place. We didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We don't need this much consumer choice for tin fish. We don't need this many craft breweries. We don't need this many like restaurant menus. Even like, why don't we just standardize <laughs> all this shit? One hundred twenty-one different menus. Just do what Subway does. Make them the same. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's so strange, man. There's got to be like um, like probably in like ten years, there's going to be like a study done by some psychologists that analyze why people are willing to spend double when there's like a cute design on it and like your establishment has like a pink couch Mm -hmm. (laughs) or like little random squiggles on the menu (laughs) it's like why does that make you want to spend way more (laughs) you know what i mean i don't get it (laughs) yeah totally it just draws you into their world you know like i want to go take a selfie in the wavy the wavy mirror in the bathroom (laughs) dude we gotta end all wavy mirrors Mm -hmm. with with backlight And the most interesting thing in this menu list, Eric, is how restaurants are taking their mission statements and putting it on the menu. And there's a mm-hmm. trend of the mission statement being about committing to staff and service charges that go to wages and employee benefits. That's what people mm-hmm. like to say. <laughs> I think that's so funny because they're like, we live in a like post-capitalism where it's like, we just need to remind you that we do we do pay our employees here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what a weird yeah, place we've gone to, you know what I mean? Like I think it's, it's this one is interesting because it's like America and I guess Canada by as a result is like stuck in this mindset where it's like tipping is what's paying the mm-hmm. employees of a place. Why mm-hmm. how did we get here? You know, like why don't they just make minimum wage and then you don't have to tip? Yeah. Take notes, Biden. Like Subway. In Canada, it's minimum wage in all restaurants. But in America, that's still not the case. Like, I think, like, in yeah. Idaho, you can get paid, like, $1.50 an hour, which is absurd. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, you're working at, like, a Cracker Barrel. So mm-hmm. I don't think the tips are... I don't think anyone's hitting 20% on the tip there. Yeah. But, but do you... Th- I also think, like, servers are overpaid anyway. Like... Probably. A lot of servers are making like good money off tips. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? You know, what I mean, they're yeah. Why am I they're only t- like twenty percent more. That's the thing, Eric. Is they're only getting overpaid because I'm playing into this optional mandatory moment where I give you more money. Yeah, one hundred percent. So what? What do we do now, Ty? Do we just stop tipping? I'm kind of down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the move. Like every time I read one of these mission statements about labor, I'm going to stop tipping. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever see that you are paying your employees fairly, no tip for you. Yeah, it's like sweet, less, out, less off me. But there is like kind of a binary choice here for restaurants, you know, like, okay, you got to put a mission statement on the menu now. Which mm-hmm. one do you want to do? Do you want to do the commitment to quality of life for your staff? Or do you want to do the farm to table crap where it's like we try oh. our best to source only like high quality local ingredients how many times do you think the word high quality local ingredients (laughs) and like working with farmers has showed up on a restaurant menu like 
dude, I'm so t- I, I want a good story. Tell me a, a good story. I've never heard about a restaurant. Mm, yeah, true. I think like it feels like the farm to table thing was really big pre COVID and then post COVID society. It's all about like people like mm-hmm. we have to we're paying our people properly. We're hiring diverse groups of people. Mm-hmm. All this like performative nonsense, which is like kind of defeats the point if you're like shouting about it and like declaring that you're doing it. It's like you've lost the point kind of, you know? Yeah, totally. Like in a way, Subway is telling the most interesting story as a restaurant because they're just like, our sandwiches are the size of a football. And (laughs) that's why, that's why NFL players love it. (laughs) Dude, they've, they're just vibrating on a higher frequency than everyone else, man. They're, no one else gets it. But yeah, also word of advice, don't read the fine print at Subway. (laughs) Like there's, there's some information there that you won't want to know before you eat your sandwich. Yeah, I actually don't even want to know Subway's mission statement. I have a feeling it's not, it doesn't have my best interest in mind. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Keep those emails to yourself and keep the mission statement to yourself because mm-hmm. it might just ruin my appetite. <laughs> no kidding. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, man. Another observation off this article, it talks a little bit about iPad menus or like places with QR codes. Mm. I think in 2024, we're past the point of talking about ins and outs lists, but another thing that's out is using a QR code or like using a device to view the menu. I'm done with that. I need the paper accessible version, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm back in the paper. And you know why? Because I like to take a little photograph of the menu next to my drink when I post it <laughs> online so people know where I am. Totally, dude. Nice little wallet pic with the Amex Platinum peeking out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the $22 cocktail. Absolutely. It's a good look. So you get that with the menu. I do like having a QR code within camera eyes reach somewhere. Like it doesn't have to be on the table. Maybe it's positioned like carefully near the bar or something or on a specials board or something. Because when I want that second drink and I want to try something new, I ain't waiting around for the server to bring me back the book of fluid. I want to like tap Mm -hmm. in right away so I can flag them and order. And I know you Mm -hmm. like to just reorder the same thing or queue up two beverage orders in your head but i don't have the mental capacity for that Eric. i can't do that oh man i love that move like know which two or three drinks you're gonna have for the rest of the night and then just sticking to those like very rarely do i need to like get and find new inspiration and like look for it look for a cocktail or something like i know i'm gonna have a cocktail and then either wine or beer or like maybe flip that around right like i mm-hmm. start with a beer and then move into wine or Maybe fuck right. it, same thing all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I think it's pretty easy to do that. The problem for me is if I use my phone to open a QR code to look at the, like, I don't know, dessert menu, I'm going on Instagram for 40 minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> it's really out of your hands. I know. I just can't control myself. I'll see the notification from the group chat and I'll just immediately lose mm-hmm. all um, ability to stay present. Yeah, you've lost your attention and your appetite after you read what's in that group chat from the boys. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then when I zone back in, it's like they're closing up shop and I'm the only one sitting there and they're like sweeping the ground. <laughs> like waking up from a coma. How, how long was I out for? <laughs> it's like, brother, it's 2035. Please leave. <laughs> Shit. And don't forget to tip. 
Yeah. Wow, King. I, we could talk this menu all night, but I feel like we've kind of hit the main points here. What do you think? I think so too. Yeah, let's end it right there, man, because everything else is just going to make me angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm getting angrier and angrier the more I look at the <laughs> kerning on some of these descriptions. Yeah, yeah the type size <laughs> on that last image is just <laughs> driving me nuts. Yeah, that one doesn't Brad pass heads. accessibility. Definitely not. Breadheads, thank you for listening. Happy Friday. If you haven't yet, tap into our last episode with Chef Pino from Chipinos. That's mm-hmm. a guy who doesn't mm-hmm. fuck around with QR codes or non-alcoholic bullshit. You know what I mean? He's a real guy who cooks and drinks. <laughs> yeah, he runs a tight kitchen and he is a fantastic conversationalist. So definitely lock into that episode next. It'll probably autoplay in three, two, one. <laughs>